We're looking at Philippians today, and um, I'm not I'm not in John because we're in Philippians. I I told Kim this week when I was sending the stuff over, I said, I just don't feel like we should be in John for this week. I felt I felt like maybe we should go a different direction. It feels like this is. It just, it just feels like um, even before yesterday, it just, it just feels like there's, there's been some heaviness in this place, and uh, there's, been, there's been some difficult times, there's been some added stress, there's been, I mean, just think about your own life for, for a minute. And then look down your pew, and, and uh, there's, there's been some stuff. Can we all agree? There's just been some stuff going on. Um, and it's not just a West Highland thing. It's uh, because we live in a fallen world thing. And so I wanted to just take today and, and go through what I thought would, would, be, would be good, um, and so I want to look at Philippians 4, and before we get into the, the text, I just, I just want to acknowledge something that many of you may not have thought about, but it's, it's very true in our lives, and I think this is more real than it ever has been, but oftentimes, our biggest battles that we're going through are the battles that other people just don't see. Maybe I'm just saying the obvious. Maybe you needed to hear that. But a lot of times, the biggest battles that we go through are the battles that other people just don't see. So often, the battles that we're fighting are the battles of our own mind. And maybe you've been there. Maybe you are there. And if you are, I'm, I'm glad you're here. We often will show on the outside, I don't know if you've ever done this, that we look confident, right? While on the inside, <laughs> we got issues. <laughs> we, have, we have struggles. We're secretly insecure or we're struggling and we could often look like we're strong, but the truth of the matter is we feel weak, all right? Unfortunately, we're really good at looking strong, but we're weak. Tell somebody next to you, you're weak, and I know it. We can put on a happy face at church. You know the terms. Bless you. God is good. All the time. You know what you say. How are you? So good. I couldn't be better. And on the inside, you are so bad. You couldn't be worse. But oftentimes, when we go home, we, f we feel anxious. We feel worried. We feel a weight. 
we feel an angst. There's a heaviness. There's an insecurity. There's a fear. There's dread. And what do we do when we find ourselves battling with anxiety? What do we do? Well, our text is Philippians chapter 4. I want to, I want to read it to you today. I want to remind you as we, as we get into the, the power of God's Word that this is the Apostle Paul writing inspired by the Holy Spirit to his friends in Philippi. But he was writing from a Roman prison, right? He was chained 24 hours a day to a Roman guard as he was awaiting trial. He didn't know what was going to happen to him. If there was anyone anywhere who had the right to be anxious, it seems like the Apostle Paul would be the guy. And under that type of stress, here's the words of power and life and truth that he wrote. Let's stand together as we read this. Enjoy my one PowerPoint slide. Philippians 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. (laughs) I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You can be seated. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Endures forever. In every situation, no matter what you're facing, if you're worried about your job, if you're worried about health, if you're worried about the economy, if you're worried about your teenagers, you're freaking out about them, no matter what you're going through in every situation by prayer and petition. What's anxiety? What is anxiety? This is a very complicated, very complicated, not easy to answer topic. Anxiety can be physiological, it can be emotional, it can be situational. Because anxiety is complicated, we're, we're going to take a, a broad approach to anxiety, which is, what I mean by that is, we're always going to pray, right? We're always going to, to pray, but there may be times where you need to seek professional help. There may be times you need to go to a doctor. You might need to get advice about your diet, your health. There may be medicine, there may be counseling, We're also going to take part in that. But today I want to focus completely on the spiritual side. Because I know this might be hard to believe for some of you. I am not a doctor. And you you do not want me to prescribe you medicine. (laughs) What I can offer is a spiritual prescription that I hope will help.
So I want to be very pointed toward the spiritual. So what is anxiety? I want to try to explain it this way. How many of you have ever had one of those fun little red lights on your car, right, that indicates there's trouble? We have one, it, is, it isn't red, because it's not a check engine light, but it's that, that tire pressure. Man, that thing goes on and off. On. I remember when I was growing up, you kick the tire, we're good. And you got in your car and you drove. Now there's a sensor for it. And it drives me crazy. It gives me anxiety every time the light comes on. But a lot of times we have the, the, the check engine light. And the check engine light comes on. What, what is the check engine light? The check engine light is not the problem, right? It's not the problem. The check engine light signals that there's a problem somewhere else. And that signal indicates that if you're, if you're smart, you should take your car to the manufacturer, take it to the one who made it, because the one who created it is the one who knows how to fix it. I don't know if you know where I'm going. The light is not the problem. The light is a signal indicating you should take it to someone who knows how to address the situation. It doesn't mean the light's there, so you put up a picture over it, right? Print out scripture and put it over the light. You don't do that. What is anxiety? Among many things, anxiety is a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. It's a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. It's the indicator that something else is not right and that you would be wise to go to the manufacturer. Go to your creator. Go to the one who made you. Anxiety is the signal alerting you that it's time to pray. In other words, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Be anxious about nothing, but in every situation, the Bible says take your requests to God. If you're worried about your upcoming doctor's appointment, pray about it. If you're worried about a decision that you need to make, pray about it. If you're worried about going back to school, who's going to be in my class? Will I be in school? Will I be at home? Will my internet work? Will I be able to load this program? Do I pray about it? If you're worried about your kids, pray about it. And it goes on and on and on. Pray about it. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart, take your request to God. Take your request to God. Here's something I've learned after being a pastor for a while, is that I used to just tell people to pray. But what I've recognized and learned over the years is that there's people that don't know how to pray. There's people that get confused about prayer, and they just don't have the, the confidence to pray. And they kind of wonder, like, what, what are the prayer rules? Like, am I, am I doing this right? Is, there, is, is, is he like the omnipotent creator? Is he, is he daddy? I, how, how do I call him? How do I pray? Do I have to pray in King James? Or does it count? How do I sign off? Is it in Jesus' name? Is it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? 
Does God get mad at me? If I, what happens if I fall asleep while I'm praying? Like, there's a lot that you can think about and can actually in, intimidate you when it comes to prayer. Sometimes you think, maybe he won't listen to my prayer. You know, what are the prayer rules? You, you don't have to pray in King James. You don't. You don't have to say, hearken unto the voice of my cry. But you can. You don't have to do that. You don't have to pray to a relational God who loves you in a formal language. He loves you. He loves you. He, it can be intimidating. Honestly, I, I don't know if any of you have ever been around like prayer ninjas. Like they're just like, how do, how do you do that? Like that's like next level prayer. Like I've read about that and now you're doing it. And it's like, it's like intimidating. But don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. I'll give you a little insight into what Paul said. He said this. He said, pray about everything. God cares about it. The text is saying, well, he, he said, present your requests to God. And that's, and that's what one translation says. But the text is written in Greek. And so, so scholars determine, here's the best way I think it should be translated with, with the different translations. But the text is saying, let your needs be known. Just let your needs be known. How do we do that? It's very simple. You ready for it? You let your needs be known. <laughs> you let your needs be known. You talk to God in your way. In your way. In other words, it doesn't have to be in my way. It doesn't have to be in Tom's way. It doesn't have to be in the prayer ninja's way. It's just in your way. It's just in your way. For example, we have four kids. They all present their requests differently. Anybody with kids tracking with me right now? Right? Axel, for example, he will ask... <laughs> He's, he's crafty. He will ask and ask, ask again, and then he will talk like it's going to happen. Like he almost speaks it into existence. That's Axel. Riker has a different approach when he asks. He will snug up to you, and he'll ask in a very tender way, and it's, it's amazing how Riker does it. And Briley, she will ask you with her, her smile, precious face, and then she'll sing. She'll sing about it, and it's just so cute, right? And then there's Briella. Briella will, will use her eye gaze that reads her eyes, and she can point and, and get different words to come out of that. She'll also laugh, and you know for sure what she wants. And she'll also give you some sassy lips. Super, super convincing. They all ask in their own unique way. You can write your prayer requests to him. You can sing your prayer requests to him. You can sigh. He knows your heart. You can shout with joy. You can shout with anger. Believe me, he's big enough to handle your temper or your temper tantrum. And here's what I want you to know. I'm a dad. 
And as an earthly father, I actually like it when my children need me. Don't tell them I said that. But I do. I do. I want to be needed. And God who loves you as your heavenly father loves for you to come to him and let your needs be known in every situation with prayer and petition. Let your needs be known to God. What's anxiety? It's a, it's a signal alerting you to go to the one who loves you. Go to the one who created you. Go to the one who can help you. It's a signal alerting you. It's time to pray. I love the way Peter talked about how to handle anxiety. In 1 Peter 5, I'll let you find that so I can secretly take a drink. One more. I like how Peter talked about how to handle anxiety. Peter's a guy that probably did have anxiety if you look at the way he lived his life. And this is what he said to do when you're anxious. In 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, he said this. He said, humble yourselves. Are you there? I hear one page. I'm going to wait. I hear you out there. Okay, that's not funny. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. We're going to come back to this, this hand. Under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And then he said, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel a weight? Do you feel afraid? What do you do? You humble yourselves and pray. This is what I've been doing more than I've ever done before. I'm going I'm to pray about everything. Do you feel down? Do you feel depleted? Do you feel like there's just too much to handle and you're sinking? Peter said, humble yourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand. I love this imagery, that he might lift you up. That will mean so much more to you if you recognize who's writing this. Peter was writing this. Peter was the one who was, remember, in a boat and walked toward Jesus on water. Remember that? I saw it on flannel graph. But Peter was the one who walked toward Jesus on the water, which he did. He's walking on water, and when he saw the wind and the waves, anxiety took over. He took his eyes off Jesus, and he started to sink. And what did Jesus do? <laughs> you are pathetic. Not a chance. Not a chance. Jesus reached out his hand. His hand. Humble yourselves under his mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. 
when you go before God in prayer. If you're sinking, perhaps the problem isn't that you're sinking. The problem is that you're not reaching out to His hand that is already there for you. If you reach out to Him, He will lift you up in due time. I'm actually going to have you today, we're going to get a little uncomfortable. I'm actually going to have you reach up a hand or two today, actually in, a, in just a few moments. And, and you might say, that's not my style. Well, you've done it somewhere. You've done it at a concert. You've, you've done it at a game. And you can do it one more time. I'm going I'm to push you a little bit. But what do lifted hands symbolize? Think about that for a second. What do lifted hands symbolize? Well, they symbolize victory, right? They symbolize victory and they symbolize surrender. In this case, I, I believe they symbolize both at the same time. The moment we surrender, we will experience a victory that God is with us that he cares for us, that he's comforting us, that he's strengthening us, that he is with us. And what do we need to do? If you're battling anxiety, there's a cycle. I don't know if you've ever been caught in this cycle. Actually, if you're breathing, you've probably been in this cycle. The cycle looks like this. What do you do? You feel anxious. You feel a weight. You feel an angst. You feel dread. You feel worried. So you try to do what I try to do. You try to take control. Anybody? How many of you have tried to take control? Anybody? Oh, no one. Okay, now the hands go up. All right. Try to take control. I'll make this happen. I'll fix him. I'll fix her. I'll control that. I'll take control. The problem is that the more we try to take control, the more we fear losing control. And the more we fear losing the control, the more we try to get control back. And the more anxiety we start to feel. Do you see the cycle? You see the cycle? So what do you need to do? We need, we need to, to break this cycle. We need to break this. We need to recognize the truth. We need to internalize it. Embrace it, live it, let it sink into our souls, let it get into our mind, let it bring comfort to you. What do we do? We recognize the truth that, are you listening? We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. We don't always have the power to control, but we always have the power to surrender. We can't always fix everything. You, you, can't all, you, you can't change everything. Medicine doesn't always fix it. Counseling doesn't always work. Changing circumstances won't always fix it. We can't always fix everything, but we can surrender anything that is a burden to our God. We can take it to God. What's on your heart today? You can take it to God. You can take it to God. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. I want to prepare you to take what is weighing on you and, and just in the only way 
you know how. I want you to let your needs be known to God. Present your requests to God. What are we going to do? We're going to humble ourselves. Listen, I need help. I'm, I'm, I'm going to God for help. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. We're going to cast our anxiety on him because he cares for us. Cast in the Greek, it means to throw. It means to release. It means to surrender. It means let it go. In other words, we're just going to say, God, I give this to you. I give this to you. We're not going to say, it's been 12 minutes. I'm going to have to take it back. Because there are, you know who you are. No, 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 no. God, you are a sovereign God. You are always good. God, your, your ways are perfect. You, your, your ways are higher than ours. You're, you're working in all things to bring about good to those who love you and called according to your purpose. We believe, God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. God, we believe the devil is a liar. We believe, God, you're going to, you're, you're going before us, you're working in us, and we cast our cares upon you. What's weighing on you? What's weighing on you? What burdens are you carrying? What are you anxious about? Your future, your job, your finances, maybe your marriage, your children, what other people will think, aging parents, your health, or like, like me, you're, you're, you're worried. I, I just don't think I'm able to keep up. You have anxiety. What's anxiety? It's a, it's a signal alerting you it's time to pray. It's time to pray. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, with prayer and petition, we let our needs be known. We present our requests to God, and the peace from heaven, hear me, the peace of God, notice that this is the peace of who? God. It's not your peace. It's not a peace from this world. It's not something that the world gives. So therefore, this world can't take it away. This is a peace of God that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm going to ask Kathy to play. I'm going to ask you guys to stand up with me. If you're in the fellowship hall, stand up with me. If you're at home watching on Facebook, stand up with me. Symbolizing surrender and victory. Would you just put your hands in the, the air? I know this is uncomfortable for some of you, but I'm just going to ask you to trust that there's power in surrendering. We're going to go out of our comfort zones, and I'm, I'm going to declare some words over us today. He is able, more than able, 
to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more than able, listen to the words, to handle anything that comes my way. If your hands aren't all the way up, come on, surrender today. He is able to do immeasurably more. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Humble yourselves, West Highland, therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety on him. On him. He cares for you. He can handle it. And then whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right and pure and lovely and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, West Highland, we're going to think about these things. And we're going to put these into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Surrender and victory. There's power in surrender. Let's sing this song together. today you're just not sure about where you're at spiritually God gives us a great example in Jesus who surrendered on the cross for you for me he took our sins and when we come to him no matter what when we come to him and we ask for forgiveness and we say he is Lord and ask him to take over our life and we live for him, he'll forgive us. And when that happens, he gives us salvation, he gives us eternal life.
a lot easier to surrender when you know, you realize you're not even in control. We have a great God. We have a great God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his example on the cross. Thank you for how that impacts each and every one of us, whether we realize it or not. I pray for those who are on the fence about what they believe or where they're at with you, that today would be the day of great faith, and they'd put their faith in you for the first time. They'd put their trust in you, their hope in you. They'd just give you their life. God, I thank you just for the power of surrendering. We continue to pray for Janet. We continue to pray for Jake. We continue to lift Mary and these to you. We trust you. We're thankful for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.